Yo, what's good, America? It's your boy, Hafiz. Chris, the star of the show. And Woo! we are the roommates, and we are here. Here. Here in our studio. What up, Jordan? Man, nothing much. It's been a crazy week for me, man. Okay, crazy week. What happened? Work has been very busy. Um, huh, I See, <laughs> some, I, I don't understand women's like, so I'm going to paint the picture. So, there was this incident where I was supposed to do something and I had forgot to do it. Well, let me turn that back. So, I was supposed to do something with this girl, right? And the girl hasn't really, like, talked to me the entire day we're supposed to do something. So, I'm assuming this girl is busy, right? And... So after my basketball game, even though, you know, after I had like my 18, 10, and 10, you know how, you know how I play. I know how but, you get down. Um, you know, I texted her and I didn't ask if we're still doing it. I just texted to see what she was doing. Uh, she was like, uh, basically, she was like, just call me when you get home, right? So I'm like, all right, well, I guess whatever we were supposed to do is not happening anymore. So I get home and we're on the phone. And anytime a girl asks you this question, or a version of this question is it's not it's not it's not gonna be a good night. Okay, what's that question? The question was, so what is today? Ooh, and I was just like, oh, crap. <laughs> and I was just like, uh, shit. What did I do? <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, today's Thursday. And then they you know the follow-up question: What are we supposed to t- do today? And I was mm. just like, mm. and I was like, dang. And we had a little, we had a good conversation and about it. And she basically wanted to see if, if um, the thing I told her that we was going to do was a priority to me, for me to remind her mm. and, you know, continue to follow up and be intentional about it. Okay. And I was just like, I understand that. I get that. Well, my whole problem was like, you know, I say, I guess I shouldn't assume that, you know, that she was busy and that she didn't want to do or she had, didn't have time to do it. Okay. So I was like, well, if you kind of, if you knew this was supposed to, you still wanted to do this and you didn't mm. kind of tell me and didn't like remind me or follow up. Uh, I said, I was kind of jacked up in my night. Yeah, I feel like yeah, you intentionally yeah. allowed me to fail. So she can criticize you. So you can criticize wow. me. And I was just like, wow. I don't know how I feel about that. Mm. So, I mean, I, I had talked to, to several people, and like, again, I talked to her as well, and I'm just like, well, the situation could have been avoided if I would have just followed up and not assumed that she was busy. Yeah. Um, but at the same time, I was like, man, I wouldn't really allow somebody to just fail so I could fire them up later about it. That's crazy. That is crazy because I'm not going to lie to you. I, I think I almost did that with you one time. Probably did. I'm not going to lie to you. Like, that's... So selfish when you think about it. Mm-hmm. You know, obviously, I'm just hearing your side of the story. It's obviously another part of the story. Yeah, I mean, I, I said I can't admit my faults and take yeah. responsibility like I did, but <laughs> <laughs> I was just like, man, I was just really confused. Like, why would you allow that to happen? Yeah, that's crazy because I remember one time, I think we had a show. Okay. And I I got sick. I got so tired of having to tell everybody what everybody to what to do. So yeah. I said, you know what? I'm not gonna tell them. They're just gonna have to ask me. You know yeah, what I yeah, mean? Yeah, 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 yeah. And then I realized that if they didn't show up and they were late and I got mad at them, yeah. how was that fair to them? Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, I'm just literally, like you said, setting people up for failure just to criticize them to prove a point. 
Mm-hmm. But at the end of the day, the, the issue isn't solved. Yeah. And so I think that's fascinating. I, so, so, so when you told her all this, what did she say? Uh, I mean, I, I don't know. She has, I mean, she has some good points. She basically said, like, um, she gave, kind of gave her version, like, my time is intentional. You know, if I block out time, for yeah. this person, then that means that that should tell you I want to hang out with you. Mm. So she's like, all I have is kind of like my word. And if you if you said you was gonna do this, then you should have did it. Mm. And I was like, okay, I get that. Yeah. Um, but I was like, it's been times where you know, like we haven't been texting each other throughout the day because we're both busy. Yeah. And you know, we talk to each other at night. You know, is it bad that I assume that? Yeah. You know, hmm. and and I was just like. If you wanted this to happen, you yeah. could easily made this happen. And then it wasn't like, but her whole point was, since it was me uh, that initiated it, mm. you know, it would have been right for her yeah. to really follow up. Like, hey, is this still happening? Cause That's crazy. And I was just like, Ugh. That's crazy because <laughs> I, like, I, wouldn't, I won't say this person's name, but one of our friends had that same situation happen to him two weeks ago. Wow. He asked a girl out on a date. Mm-hmm. And then the date happened, and he didn't communicate to the girl, like, hey, I'm going to be picking you up at this time. We're going to be going here at this time. We just didn't talk. Yeah. And then he was like, well, I guess you didn't want to go because she didn't message me. Yeah. But to your to what that girl is saying, he should have initiated. Initiated, yeah. Exactly. And you should have initiated. Exactly. But to her point was, when she saw you didn't initiate, no, to, I'm sorry, to your point, yes. when you saw she didn't initiate, you just assumed yes. it wasn't happening. Correct. <laughs> <laughs> Correct. And I was like, I said, maybe maybe I'm a little bit different because yeah. if I know if I wanted something to happen, I would have just followed up. Yeah. And I was just like, like even in a leadership role, I yeah. was like, if you if you run to something and you know somebody's supposed to do something, yeah. Like you're not intentionally going out in the fail so you can make them like a point. That's true. Like, that's true. You you're probably like, hey, did you remember to do this? Yeah. You know, unless it's something like super light, like a like a football coach. Like I, you can allow somebody. Like, All right, go ahead, try it out. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Thing. But I was just like, uh, I was like, me, I would have like, hey, are we still doing this? Yeah. You know, I would have followed up. I would intentionally allow you to fail. That's crazy. And then I'm gonna flame you up. Later. Yeah, Later. I, I just wouldn't do that to you. Wow, man. I wish we had uh, uh, our ace correspondent, um, whatever that girl from Atlanta's name, forgot her name, <laughs> yeah. to get her opinion on this. So for but what- I said, she made, a, she made a valid point. Yeah. And I know that this whole conversation would have been avoided if I would have just followed up. Because like, it wasn't like I just forgot. I just yeah. assumed. And you I was like, assumed. well, you can't, just, you can't assume anymore. Um, My question to you is, did she admit that she was wrong in any way or form? Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'll the <laughs> Not about to get my show. Yeah. Uh, she did she did ask me uh how could she have done better in that okay. situation? Okay. And I was just like, I don't know, that's a I don't know. Did you uh, and you articulated that she could have done better by initiating when she realized that you well, had to communicate. That was my initial point. Okay. But when she had when she had flipped it around and said, you know, it was it was not, well, it was kind of my idea. It wasn't really my idea, but okay. it's it's something that I put on. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I was the lead. Yeah. She shouldn't have to do that. Okay. So I was like, okay, well, when you make that point, I really, you know, have, hmm. have nothing to say. And then this one I also don't like about girls. Ooh. When they had when they had this follow-up question again, when it's just like, what? 
So she was like, so if we wouldn't have had this conversation, when you was going to remind me and when you would have asked me about it? Yeah. And I'm just like, that's a lose-lose <laughs> answer. Hold on. Like, we'll, say it like, again. Say it like, again. So I'm, if, I'm, if I'm supposed to see her yeah. and, you know, I haven't talked about it, she hasn't talked about it, yeah. she asked me, when was I going to be like, hey, are we still doing this? Yeah. Kind of thing. But you forgot. How can you tell I her I didn't that? forget. I assumed. Oh, you assumed it wasn't gonna happen. Yeah. So she was oh. like, "When you when you was gonna bring brought it bring mm, it up?" That's a trap question. And that's, that's a trap question mm, right there. I said, yeah, "No matter yeah. what I say, it's gonna be wrong." Yeah, that's <laughs> like, true. I was like, I I was like, I could say twelve oh one, you know. Yeah. And I can say tomorrow. I was like, it still have been that's a trap question. Like I'm not. Wow. I'm not answering that. Hmm. That's, so that's why I, I was like, dang, dang. So. Do you feel like she's still upset at you from that day, or do you feel like things are back to normal? I mean, it's been, I mean, it's been a little bit different. But yeah. I'm also like, I was just like, I was just really, I wasn't mad at her. I was just mad at the situation. I was yeah. like, man, all this could have been avoided um, if, you know, just proper communication. That's real. And I'm just like, man, this is, uh, I don't like that. Wow. Now, I think this is a really interesting part of the show in which hopefully women can see our side see of, our side of yeah. the argument. Because like Luke said, shout out to Luke with H Podcast, so much of life can be solved when two opposing people can see each other's side. Yeah. And I always tell people this, like, I love Jordan to death. And initially... I would say our friendship wasn't that strong because mm -hmm. my weakness was an inability to see how I offended you. Yeah. Inability to see, okay, I how I'm doing wrong. I just mm -hmm. feel like this is my world and your perspective is wrong because it's not mine. Yeah, yeah, but yeah. until I was able to be like, okay, let me see it from Chris's perspective, I wasn't able to grow as, as friends, as mm -hmm. close as we are now. And I think like even when it comes to male-female relationships, mm -hmm. women... And men, especially, we have to do it. I'm not going to... Oh, no, we yeah. both have to do it. Like I said, I was wrong in the situation. We have to be able to see, okay, how was this person wrong and how was I wrong? Yeah. But more specifically, how was I wrong? Mm -hmm. And I think what's so dope about your story is that a lot of women can now see that sometimes things that you feel like the man does intentionally to hurt you wasn't intentional at all. Yeah. But also, I also want to tell women out there. I say it's kind. Of, I think I think it's low key kind of jacked up, jacked up. Yeah. For you to be like, man, I'm gonna let this person fail. Yeah. Just to see how you react. That's that's not fair. I was like, that's like what? I said. I was like, hey, that can really cause a lot of trust issues nowadays. It can. It like can. you really let this happen. So like now moving forward, like how do I know is this not a test? Mm. You know, like, I'm or is this an interview or kind of thing? Like. Mm. I, I was like, that's. I mean, I wouldn't. I wouldn't allow you to do that. I, I'm not setting up. I wouldn't. I, like, men, we don't plan for nothing like that. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. Obviously, we talk and have conversations, get to know the other person. Yeah. Um, and we make observations, and make conclusions that mm -hmm. way. But I'm not gonna create a whole situation. Yeah. For you to fail, so you can see how you react to that. That's that's insane. So it's kind of like you were a pawn in a game. That's how I felt. Mm. Easily. Mm. Easily. That's how I felt. Do you think she? Understood that part, or do you feel I like don't, I don't know? Yeah, I don't know. So, like I said, women, please comment. Please continue to provide your insight and opinion. But what I want you to and try I to talked, do, I have talked to uh, several people, okay. a guy and a okay. girl. Go ahead. Prior to our, prior to that conversation, to see uh, both sides, mm -hmm. and <laughs> men say, "I hate when women do that." 
<laughs> and women like, oh my God, I understand where she's coming from. Yeah, yeah. Like, yeah, I'm like, yeah. dang. All right, yeah. well, obviously this is something we need to come together. And wow. That's why I brought it up. Wow. So what is your takeaway for men to get in this situation? Uh, it's, it's, I think it's just, I think it came down to com- communication. That's always where it comes down to. It was, the whole thing could have been avoided to uh, just, that's on both parts. Yeah. Like I said, if the men, like I shouldn't assume. Yes. And she shouldn't allow me to feel like that. Okay. In my, in my eyes. Okay. So I mean, some women may think let's stick, let's stick to men. We'll, we'll, get, we'll yeah. get to there. You know, I want to get there. <laughs> but so you say men shouldn't make assumptions and yes. communicate clearly. Especially if you, if you definitely initiated okay. the plan. So if you mi- initiated the plan slash date, yes. make sure you communicate and don't just assume that and it's follow canceled up. and follow up. And give details. And give details. Like, we're going to here yeah. at this time. Yes. We're probably going to have an appetizer. Yes. A meal. Depending on how the bill is, you may get dessert. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. <laughs> yeah. So I, just detailed plans. Are we okay. meeting there? Are you, are you driving clear me? Clear communication. Know, clear communication. Okay, that's know? very important. That's what I need to apply that to my life because even today um, with the podcast, when I text you in the morning, yeah. and you, was it yesterday or the morning? No, I texted yesterday. yesterday. Cool. Yesterday. So I did that yesterday because I knew at one point I was like, I'm not going to tell Chris. I'm just going to see if he's going to show up. Yeah. But it's like, hold on, that's stupid. Yeah. Like, why Why not? Yeah, why, why not, not communicate? Remind me. You know what I mean? Why not? Like, you have nothing to lose by communicating that. Yeah. So, c- clear communication, men. Remember, you make a date, even if you cancel, even if you're, you're worried if she comes or not, at least communicate and make sure all the details are present. They have to know everything. They have to know everything. That's a man's part. Yes. We're equal opportunists on this show. Now, here's what's a woman's part. Listen, dang. <laughs> <laughs> dang, listen, yeah. um, don't, dang, I don't know, that's a good point. I think a girl should tell us what she should do in that situation, but they're not. Okay. Freaking women. So what would you advise? Obviously, we would love a woman's perspective to be able to tell mm-hmm. what women should think. So let's just say you, for this ask moment, questions. ask questions. Simple. Okay. If you if you want to know if something's still happening, if you want to know details, what y'all wear, yeah. you know, what y'all bring, yes. ask questions. Huh. And it's okay to follow up. It's okay to follow up. Men, I and the thing, this is also what got me. Like, like I like I said, I didn't forget, but you know I forget things. Easily. Yes. Yes. Like, some things just don't Men are stay very for, forgetful. It's okay to follow up. It's okay to follow up. And I admit that on the first time I interacted with a girl, I won't remember something. Yeah. Like your birthday. Like you're like I'll probably forget. Perfect your example. <laughs> My mom's birthday I forgot last year. Perfect example. Yes. She could have followed up. Okay. <laughs> she could have told me. She could have messaged me. <laughs> she really could have and said, Hafiz, don't forget my birthday is ne- is she knows everyone knows I have a bad memory. Yes. Like it's just clear. Hafiz has a terrible memory. My mom could have easily said, Hafiz, my birthday is I still don't remember her birthday. My birthday's this day. Yes. Don't forget to call me. But instead, she is waiting for the birthday to pass. Did she have a Facebook? I, I had to. You got to use your resources. Sam. I had to. I'm just saying, Facebook always. I know. Oh, okay. Yeah, well, yeah, you, well, yeah. you did that to Yeah, me. yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Facebook is an accountability tool that you could use. Yeah, yeah. But nah, you didn't want to. So women, ask questions. And don't feel like it's a man's job to do all of it. That's what you're saying. I wouldn't say that. Okay. I, I mean, I wouldn't say. I think, I just, just don't be... Like, I'm going to intentionally allow this person to yes, fail. Yes, And just to see Perfect. when he's going to bring this up. I, I just think that just causes bad Perfect. blood. And it could, I mean, 
Mm. It just, it, I mean, it's just like, what's the point of that? What's the point? So if you know of a, this is perfect, Jordan. If you know of a man's weakness. Yes. So if you know that a man is weak in this area, instead of giving him a test and saying, let's see if he's going to do this right or not. Yes. Why don't you give him assistance and mm-hmm. say, hum, let me make sure he does this right by following up, by mm-hmm. asking him questions, by reminding him. Yes. That's important. It's kind of like a parent who's like, hum, I'm going to go see if my kid picks up his toys. If he doesn't pick up his toys, I'm going to spank him. Yeah. Instead... Friendly reminder. Hey, buddy, don't forget. Toys are on the floor. Pick them up. And then if he doesn't pick them up, then you can whip then that you can... ass. <laughs> <laughs> you whip his ass. <laughs> oh, man. So that's really great. Follow-up questions. Men, be clear. Women, don't be afraid to help a man through his weaknesses by asking questions and giving him reminders. Like I love said, it. I, uh, I mean, like I said, I, I should have reminded. Okay. I, I mean, my, my, my initial thought I mean, my initial way of saying it's still happening was texting her after the game. Cause it wasn't, it wasn't gonna happen prior to my basketball yeah, game. Yeah, it was yeah. gonna happen afterwards. How'd you do in the game? I don't know the stats, actually. Okay, you guys won? But we won. Okay. We beat a team that was undefeated. Okay. They need to be humble. <laughs> be humble. <laughs> so that was good. All right, man. Nah, bro. That's a good story, man. I try my best, man. All I'm probably right. gonna get some flame up for it since I brought it up, but it, I mean, no, I'll, and, take, no, the, I'll no. take the heat, but no. you know, educating the people. I got to talk to that girl real quick. You mind if I do a quick PSA before we go to commercial break to that girl? Um, To unknown woman whom Chris had a date with, please, please, please do not be angry at Chris after listening to the show for putting your information out to the world. One, he didn't say your name. Two, I don't know who you are, so that means you're definitely anonymous. But three, he's trying to learn. This podcast is our tool to express ourselves and to learn and to educate other men. Chris had to tell the story because I didn't want them to go through the same he thing. He didn't want other through. men to go through the same thing he went through. And honestly, him telling that story is helping me not only navigate how I relate with women in the future, but navigate how I relate with my friends today. Mm. And so please do not be upset at Mr. Christopher Jordan because all he's doing is using his platform to encourage, to uplift, and to help men and women all around the world. Please do not chastise him for that chastise. because if you do, you will limit him from helping other people in the foreseeable future. That's, that's a good message. I try. <laughs> <laughs> so on that note, we'll take a quick commercial break and we'll bring our guests. We are the roommates and we'll be back. Okay, we are back. We are back. We are back. And today, I am really excited about this one. We are joined by a very, very special guest. Yes, yes. The host of the Weekly Brew Podcast, my man, Austin. Hey, thanks, guys, for having me on. And, and this is an amazing studio. Oh, <laughs> I appreciate I, that. I just love the setup. I, I Just the whole vibe. I mean, it, it's great. Oh, man, appreciate you, man. Appreciate you a ton. Welcome, welcome, welcome to the Roommates Podcast. We're excited about having you on the show. We heard some amazing things about you. Love this show. Please give our people a brief synopsis about your show, who you Mm -hmm. are, what you do, and all that jazz. Yeah, so my name's Austin Statton, uh, host of the Weekly Brew Podcast. Uh, We started probably about two and a half years ago. I think we're at episode 115, 116, depending on when you're listening to this. Uh, So the Weekly Brew is myself, Jeremy Paxton, one of the co-founders, and then Hunter Atkins, who uh, writes for the Houston Chronicle as a uh, a 
sports enterprise reporter. Uh, so we talk sports, politics, pop culture. Obviously, the uh, the last few weeks have sort of been dominated by the Astros and the World Series run. Uh, but we uh, we tend to have guests, whether it's sports, politicians, writers, uh, you know, anyone that we find interesting. Mm-hmm. So we have a few recurring guests as well. Uh, we have uh, Derek Fogel, who is our resident uh, baseball expert. He works with CBS Radio here in Houston. Wow. And then uh, during the NFL season, we have uh, Taylor Bashotti from the NFL Network who okay. joins us to provide updates. So it's it's a lot of fun, and uh, it sort of started, I, I guess, almost like this, just a group of friends having a conversation. Mm-hmm. And then we realized, you know, people actually listen to this, and maybe we should, like, put it a little – like, for us, it was, you know, we just wanted to talk about, you know, what was going on with – uh, you know, Baylor at the time, for example, yeah. and, and we realized people listened and it was fun wow. to, you know, take that and grow. And so uh, it, it, it's, it's been a blast and it's a, uh, it's a fun hobby and definitely like the work that you guys do. Thank you. Appreciate you, man. Appreciate you. So, man, what were some of the initial, I was curious about some details about your show. So what do you feel like were some of the initial challenges when you guys were first starting the podcast? We had no idea what we were doing. (laughs) It it was literally, so the, 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 I guess the origin of the podcast started actually the day after Donald Trump announced that he was running for president. Oh, wow. And I was having a conversation with a friend up in Dallas and, uh, we were talking about how we thought this was a publicity stunt, that there was no way this was actually going to happen. Mm. And then we seamlessly transitioned into college football talk. I mean, that's just <laughs> yeah. how the conversation went. Yeah. So about a week later, I texted him. I was like, hey, I've got an idea. What if we start a podcast? I was like, I don't know how it's going to work. Yeah, I don't know what kind of equipment we need. Yeah. Uh, it, it, so the first 30-ish episodes for us was just a learning process. Mm-hmm. I mean, I was doing all the editing, and at this point, we didn't have like a, a soundboard. So oh. we were recording on separate mics and oh. having to stitch everything together. Yeah, wow. Yeah. So no. it, was, it, it was definitely a learning process. Like, how do you promote it? How do you get guests? Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I think now it's just it's it's a lot easier for us and it, it makes it more enjoyable. That's dope. Yeah. That's dope, man. Um, so what in regards to like promotion and all that stuff with the podcast, what how were you guys able to get your name out? Like you're you're like one of the biggest, if not the biggest, podcast in Houston. So like congratulations. Yeah. That's, that's, that's so amazing. like promotional marketing, what were some of the things that you felt like were that led to a lot of you guys' initial or current success? So I think a lot of it was getting guests. Yeah. Um I, I think the first name guest that we had probably was John McClain from the Houston Chronicle. He's mm. the guy that's covered the NFL for something like 30, 35 years. Okay. And I think that sort of gave us a little bit of credibility um, when reaching out to other more national journalists. And, and, and I think, you know, we're just not afraid to hear no as an answer. You know, if, if we reach out to somebody, they say yes, that's awesome. We're so glad to have them. Mm-hmm. But if they say no, it's, it's, it's not a big deal. I mean, rejection is just part of life. Yes, that's it right. is. Uh, so when it came to promoting the podcast, um, you know, social media, um, Google ads just provide, you know, when people are searching, for example, for Houston podcast, they might see, you know, the weekly brew come up or something Mm -hmm. like that. So we have different targets based on, you know, the episode that we're promoting, uh, you know, social media, uh, Reddit was also something that, you know, kind of helped us out as well. So, uh, yeah, I think it's just word of mouth and the people that we have on, we kind of ask that they help promote the show as well. So, uh, yeah, it's, it's fun to see it grow. That's dope, man. That's amazing. Especially in two and a half years. I know. Yeah. I know. <laughs> I know, up. man. That's what's up. I know, man. But that's cool, man. Like I said, appreciate you. We're excited, man. Let's get into the let's do the it. meat. Let's <laughs> do it. the show. Get all that fluff out the way. <laughs> <laughs> but nah, man. I think it's so dope because what's happened in this world, some people think it's good, some people think it's bad. But like sports, pop culture, and politics. 
became like this holy trinity. Yeah, you know what I mean? yeah. <laughs> and I think that was sort of the nexus to what we wanted to do. Like when we first started, those were all things that we were passionate about. Yeah. Right. And I think guys like us, we want to be informed with what's going on in the world. You yeah. Know, whether it's, uh, you know, healthcare, whether it's, you know, the election, uh, whether it's what's going on right now in uh, you know China, we've got both Donald Trump over in uh, Asia right now, mm-hmm. and then Leandro Ball. Oh God! Uh, oh, we go. uh, we'll get there. We'll get there. Yeah. We'll get there. <laughs> potentially going to jail for three to ten years. Uh, so it's it's I don't know. I think it's good to be able to have a water cooler discussion with anyone that you meet. I think that's what helps connect and develop relationships. And that's so if real. we can like you know from you guys giving, you know, dating advice, you know, as, as you open the show <laughs> to us talking about, you know, sports politics, I think that that can give people conversation starters and help build and develop those relationships. That's real. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's dope because there's this podcast that we all um, enjoy a lot called The Brilliant Idiots. And there's a guy named Andrew Schultz. And he has this really, really funny take on sports. And this thing about sports is sports is the one place where you can say whatever you want believe whatever you want and not be labeled a bigot, racist, sexist, whatever. You know, like, yep. I can be like, the freaking Astros suck. I hate the Astros. That would be lying. <laughs> World champs. Yeah. So, you know what I mean? That is a hate crime, son. And we can argue and we can be upset right. and you can call me, I can call you names and we can leave and, hey, can't wait to see you next week. You know, like, mm-hmm. it's a place where you can disagree, where you can be as boisterous as you want. You know, sometimes give out facts, sometimes give out feelings. But at the end of the at the end of the day, we're still both people. We still respect one another, and we still love and have this mutual adoration for one another's opinions, as much as we disagree with it. Right. And that's what's dope about sports. And unfortunately, with society now, it's even like with sports, you can't even have that anymore. You know, it used to be an escape. Yeah, yeah exactly. People. And it, it, it's not anymore. Yeah, mm-hmm. I, I'm okay with that. Yeah. You know, I think if you can have different platforms to encourage conversation, that's good. Yeah. Yeah. It's yeah, because I feel like now nowadays, if you watch like especially the NFL, you yeah. you definitely get politically and, and sports related conversations. Uh, only way I can really get away from uh, from all that is I actually play the sport. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> if I actually go play basketball, it's like all right, I'm I'm like that's a, my way of getting away from the world and mm-hmm. exercising, yada yada yada. Um, so yeah, I definitely, I definitely feel that because I know it's some like a, a guy asked one of our friends like, "Hey man, can when is all this kneeling bull crap gonna be done with? Yeah, so I yeah, can just yeah. enjoy the game." Yeah, yeah, you yeah, know? yeah. Talking about kneeling. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, man. So the biggest thing is on our show, we allow any type of conversation, any types of beliefs, and we. I don't like PC. No, I don't like people. Don't sugarcoating stuff as you know i've gotten a lot of trouble for it <laughs> got a lot of heat from it <laughs> but i like people to be honest and i don't care about your race i don't care about your gender sexual orientation religion i don't care about any of that stuff say whatever you want to say about anybody <laughs> so i want to let you know you have the black card <laughs> for today <laughs> yeah. to be able to talk about whatever you want to talk about as free as you want to talk yeah. and we just want your pure unadulterated opinions Let's go, Colin Kaepernick. Yeah. What are your thoughts about the situation? Gosh, that's a loaded question. Uh, so yep. I, I was first introduced to Kaepernick in 2010 okay. when he was a quarterback at Nevada. So okay. prior to uh, yeah. you know moving back to Houston in, in 2011 and starting to work in PR, like oil and gas, that sort of thing, 
I worked in sports. I worked as a sports information director at both Baylor and Louisiana Tech. When I was at Louisiana Tech, Nevada, Colin Kaepernick uh, came into Ruston, Louisiana, and blew the snot out of, you know, uh, Louisiana Tech. I think he had something like 175 yards rushing, three (laughs) touchdowns, and then throw in another 155 yards uh, through the air. I think he was like 13 or 17, something like that. But he was phenomenal. He is a talent. He's a specimen. I don't care what he believes in. You know, there are so many different players out there with crazy beliefs, right? Mm-hmm. Kyrie Irving and Flat Earth Theory? Yeah. <laughs> hey, that's the sauce guy. <laughs> I, mean, I think Dash is a publicity. <laughs> but, you know, Kaepernick, sure, he didn't display all of these, um, you know, outward emotions towards political and social injustice mm-hmm. when he was younger. I get that. He didn't yeah. necessarily have the platform or the voice. Mm-hmm. You know, maybe he was enlightened. Maybe he had a conversation with somebody, realized that, you know, this is something I'm passionate about, want to make a difference. Mm-hmm. At the end of the day, if you're a fan of a team, the only thing you care about is winning. Right? All you care about. If you, get, if you win games, you produce results, fans don't care. They don't care at all. With Colin Kaepernick, I don't know that he's a top-tier quarterback, you know, like your uh, no. Aaron Rodgers. Um, did you just say, I don't thing? know? We know he's not a top-tier <laughs> not. quarterback. Come on. Okay, look yeah, at whoa, whoa, whoa. He did group. go to the Super Bowl, dang nabbit. Don't Joe Flacco went to the Super Bowl. Eli Manning went to the Super Bowl. Eli Manning <laughs> has two rings. Uh, <laughs> with a, with a, are you kidding me Trent Dilfer go to the Super Bowl? Like, come on. Hey, different dime. Different dime. ring. So, uh yeah, he's not your elite quarterback. Yeah. But when it comes to the NFL right now, and, and we see it here in Houston, mm-hmm. Deshaun Watson, the truth. Mm, right? Amazing. Yes. 19 touchdowns, eight interceptions before going down with the, uh, the season-ending injury. <sighs> I, was, I, prayers I was about to for, <sighs> Prayers for Deshaun he's, Watson. He's potentially maybe, uh, maybe a speculation, just a little homerism, yeah. MVP-type candidate. He was. Yes. He, he, was. he was. He was. Definitely. Hope he's not RG3. That's, yeah. Oh, and and I'm, wearing, I'm wearing a Baylor shirt. Gosh, RIP. So sad. But, but Kaepernick, he yeah. is, he's not your top tier. Yeah. But he's certainly a serviceable quarterback. That's real. And you look, the concern that I have specifically with the Texans, because, you know, the last week, two weeks, that's been the talk. Mm-hmm. Texans, Kaepernick, is that. Yeah. Can that happen? Yeah. Should it happen? Will yeah. it happen? Yeah. It should. Yes. Like easily. Should. You, you look at that first game of the season that the Texans lost to the Jaguars. They were upset. I was at that game. Tom Savage started the Savage. game. It just after seeing Watson play, you know, the last like seven weeks, yeah. it's like I don't know one what was going through Bill O'Brien's Duh. mind to yeah, with, start yeah. Savage. Yeah. But you saw how great that offense looked with a mobile quarterback. That's real. And Savage. He has zero touchdown passes in his career. He has God. one rushing touchdown. So we got that, you know, last week. <laughs> um, the system that Bill O'Brien runs doesn't work with a just, you know, a, a guy who's a drop back passer. Yeah. Yes. It doesn't. Especially a mediocre one. Right. And and to see the team go from scoring, you know, seven to 13 points a game to averaging 39 points over Goodness five gracious. straight games Man, with was, a rookie quarterback. Gosh. I loved watching that. <laughs> Even like yeah. even sometimes they lose like but you would be so happy that like Patriot that Tom Brady game. game. Oh, yeah. like, I was like, it, it still gets you excited. I was yeah. so proud about the future. You're buying into that. Yeah. Exactly. Seahawks game, man. Yeah. Yep. So after that first game, when my friend Travis and I, and I mentioned this on our podcast last week, but my friend Travis and I were at the game and we were leaving. Mm-hmm. And at that point, we knew that Savage was not going to be a serviceable backup. You know, you know, quarterbacks get injured each yeah. year. I mean, we've seen Aaron Rodgers go down this year. We've seen yeah. Flacco oh, this time. God. Yep. Uh, Carson Palmer, who the uh, yeah. you know the, the Texans are playing Arizona coming up in two weeks. Yeah, and so at that point, if we were the GM, yeah, 
we would have signed Kaepernick. We talked about that. Mm. Like, mm-hmm. put politics aside. If Watson gets injured, yeah. he's a guy that has similar skill sets. Yeah. He's mobile. He can throw. Yep. He can keep you in games. Oh, my god. Savage can't. No, Savage won't. He won't get the <laughs> job done. So, I think it's frustrating that the Texans didn't even give him a workout. Mm-hmm. And they bring in a guy that they sign as a backup that hasn't thrown a pass or completed a pass since 2011. That's a long time. You're telling me that that guy is better than Colin Kaepernick. Yes. Who completed like what? 59% of his passes last mm-hmm. year had 16 touchdowns to four interceptions. Took you're, a team to a Super Bowl. You're, you're telling me that that guy who's never really done anything in the NFL is, is a better fit for your organization. That's ridiculous. I mean, I mean, come on. Black. Bald is what it is. It is. And I, so you think he's blackballed? I think there's one of two things. Okay. I think that either he is being blackballed, and mm-hmm. we'll find that out because obviously he's, you know, suing, suing yeah. the owners for collusion. And I think this whole Texans uh, decision to sign that quarterback is definitely in his yes. favor. Yeah, Gosh. I think so too. Um, Makes no sense. But also, does Kaepernick even want to play for, yeah. uh, you know, Bob McNair after the comments that he made at the owners meeting a few mm. weeks ago? So that, that's another thing. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. The second situation that I can see is oh, my bad, my bad. That yeah. would have been a great publicity stunt to help him it out. You been. know what I mean? Like be like, I'm not race stunting though. Yeah, you know, call yeah, Kaepernick, yeah, like, you know? And also it could have been for Kaepernick. Like, yeah. look, you know, we have differences, but I want to come and like create Man. this conversation. Well, I don't know what they're thinking. My bad. Keep yeah. on going. Like bald. I, <laughs> I think I think the second, and I, I've heard speculation that this is potentially true. Yeah. That Kaepernick believes that he is a starting quarterback in the NFL. I'm mm-hmm. not sure that his talent says I think he's borderline. Yeah. Backup without question. He's yeah. he's clearly second string. Yeah, of course. Many places. He, he can come in, start yeah. games on an ad hoc basis. Yeah. I wonder if his ego maybe got in the way and he was offered because I, I heard rumors that the the Seattle Seahawks mm. had offered him a backup position to Russell Wilson, which makes sense. Similar yeah, type I was, styles. I was, I, that's all. I was literally thinking that in my yeah. mind, Seahawks. And, Seahawks. and also, Seattle's a more, you know, liberal city. Yeah, of P- course. You know, Pete that's Carroll. That's a perfect locker room. Pete Carroll yeah. is like, uh, you yeah. know, he's one, he's a 9-11 truth sir, so that's a little bit different. But <laughs> yeah. but to me, it makes sense with that yeah. locker room. I mean, you know, they, they, they've already, you know, spoken up as an organization uh, yeah. you know, about curbing social injustice. So. Marcel has been. Yeah. Doug Baldwin. Yeah. But apparently, it just, it didn't work out. Mm. And, and to me, that says that he didn't want to be back up, which okay. I get. You know, um, I don't. I, I yeah. I mean, no, I don't get it. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Getting, paid, job, getting like, paid a few mil not to get hit. Are you kidding yeah. me right now? I, I do that. Sit down, down. We all do that. Kneel down. Pass <laughs> 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 the check. I don't know. The whole the whole thing is yeah interesting to me. I mean, I, I totally respect what he's doing. Yeah, I I, I I like that dialogue and 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 the fans that are upset with him for speaking out. You know, Texans fans. Yeah. I've, had, I've had friends tell me that they won't watch another game if Kaepernick signs mm. with the Texans. Why? Because they say he's a communist. Mm. And I I think that's ridiculous. Yeah. I think that, one, winning cures all. Yeah. But two, what if J.J. Watt, you know, took a knee? Yeah. Like, then you're, you're they, they wouldn't watching? say anything. Yeah. Know, because he's white, right? Mm. Yeah. Deshaun Watson took a knee yeah. in, in Seattle after, you know, Mr. McNair made his comments. Yeah. People weren't, you know, yeah. railing on him. Hmm. So I I don't know. I think there's a lot of hypocrisy. Yeah. And I think people are becoming more and more vocal yeah. um, because they have an iPhone and they can post stuff on Twitter and mm-hmm. Facebook and think they can say things without consequences. Yeah, that's real. 
Man, nah, I think, I'm be honest with you. I try really hard not to fall victim of groupthink. Yeah. And I try very hard to, when I hear narrative, I try very hard to see the other side. So with the Colin Kaepernick thing, I, I never believed collusion. I just didn't believe it. I just, I thought, I, I saw from a lot of perspectives why teams wouldn't want him. Um, in regards to just some places he just didn't fit. Like, they're like, go to Green Bay. He doesn't fit there. Trust right. me. He doesn't fit in that offense. We just, I'm a huge Packer fan. We've never – I mean, the most scrambling quarterback we have is Aaron Rodgers and Brett Favre. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, that's, that's like – that's we're a drop back, five-yard slant. You know, like, that's, that's who we are. That's not Kaepernick's um, cup of tea. But as I begin to see teams that run the read option, play action, pass offense go down and lose quarterbacks – and one by one, they pick every quarterback besides him, and they start naming names. Josh Johnson? Yeah. I'm not even going to lie to you. <laughs> I remember playing Madden 2009 or 10 <laughs> and going into the free agency looking for a backup quarterback. And I remember his name being there. <laughs> and, like, all the best thing about him, he had, like, 88 speed. So that was dope. <laughs> but throw power is, like, 65. And I'm like, no, he's black. 89. Yeah. <laughs> throw accuracy, about 55, <laughs> 35 awareness. Just, just garbage. And even then, I wouldn't even take him in 2010 as a backup. <laughs> yeah. I'm mad at it. You know what I mean? And now you're telling me that... We all play Madden before. You tell me yeah. you go to the entire free agent pool and you go to Josh Johnson? <laughs> a guy that has not played in the NFL since 2013. But even when he played in 2013, he wasn't good. I was just like, whose cousin is he? Loki, I thought they were talking is about he, Josh he Mike, Freeman at first. Isn't he, Mike, yeah, isn't yeah. he Mike Vick's cousin? I don't know if I, somebody's I'm cousin. Not he sure. might be, I thought he was Josh Freeman. I was like, okay. <laughs> yeah. He played at Tampa Bay for a few years. But that's years. the thing. is like all these people, you know, you listen to sports talk radio here in Houston. And before they signed Josh Johnson, you know, their their argument was, well, Kaepernick hasn't played, you know, all year. Okay, yeah. he's missed nine games. Yeah. Okay, big yeah. deal. Whoop -de -whoop. And then you sign. What What do you think their justification for that is? What do you, what do you, how, what are you hearing in the sports world that people, that people are saying to justify that signing? I don't think anyone knows. That's bananas. I, I just. It's, it's ridiculous. So Sign this young. When they signed TJ Yates, I, I don't like it, yeah. but I get it because yeah. he's been with the organization twice before. Yeah. He knows the system. It's yeah. a little bit easier to learn. He yeah. plays solid. Yeah. It was, it was all right. But you saw a few years ago with yeah. like Case Keenum coming in, yeah. like, Maybe maybe it wasn't Case Keenum, but I think I think it was Case Keenum coming in and not even having a week of practice and getting a win with the Texans. Yeah, I mean if you got yeah. a guy, you can simplify the playbook for yeah. a guy. And I don't know, maybe they Gosh. saw something in Josh Johnson. Are you kidding me? Right now? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. That is bananas. It doesn't make any sense, and it hurts me that it's my team. Yeah, right. Yeah, it exactly. makes it hard to watch games. Exactly. I'm like, it really does. It, it's like why the Texans have been really good of not doing nothing controversial for. Uh, since ex their existence. Yeah. You know, nothing crazy going on, nothing bad. No player is beating up players or BWI, yada, 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 this, yada, yada, that. And then here we come with this buffoon and, stuff. And, and that's one of the things that mm. really pisses me off is we see with the Cowboys organization, you know, Jerry Jones. Yeah. He's not afraid to bring in the players that have criminal records. Gosh, yeah. Guys <laughs> with domestic violence charges pending. Yes. yes. Right? Pending. Guys Last have been week. convicted. <laughs> like, I don't understand how players that have criminal records that beat women that you know kill somebody in a car accident mm -hmm. because they were too intoxicated i don't understand how they have a place in the league but somebody like kaepernick because he has a different belief than you mm. is blackballed
That's bananas. I, I don't get it. Jordan, what do you think is what do you think is going on, man? What do you think it is? <laughs> can't, can't not let the inmates run free. <laughs> no, nah, I mean, I think it's I think it's, I think it always comes down to the bottom line, and the bottom line means money. Yeah. Mm. So if if the owners, which I definitely believe they all had a Skype meeting that come, yeah. I don't know, they had a meeting where they was like, man, like. Colin Kaepernick is bringing a negative image onto the NFL. He's bringing something that's different that we just never saw before. We don't want that in the NFL. Do you think it was a meeting or do you think it was more like that girl in Cooties in kindergarten where everyone just knew, just don't don't be around that person? No, I definitely think it was you a think meeting. It was a meeting? I, think, okay. I, I definitely think they all they all know exactly well, what's going on and agreed on, agree upon not signing Colin Kaepernick and, and, and Antonio Camardi as well. Yeah, and, you know, Todd... Kind of play a little devil's advocate. Okay. We've, we've seen the last year and a half NFL ratings have gone down, right? Yeah. Exactly. And, and people are saying maybe it's because it's kneeling, maybe it's because of concussions. I don't know that there's yeah. conclusive evidence as to what is causing that. Yeah. But maybe the owners see that and they say, "I don't want it to affect my bottom line. Mm. Like Money. I don't, I don't it's want about it. I don't want fans to stop buying merchandise. I, I, I don't want uh, you know season ticket holders to give mm. up their seats. And personally, I would love for that to happen because yeah. I'm like sixteen thousand on the uh, Texas <laughs> waitlist right now. <laughs> so please give up your seats. <laughs> um, but I don't know. I, I, I think it, you know maybe it is it it, it is that. I think it, I think it's definitely the money. It's mm, all about the money, and I, I also think the, N- the NFL owners have so much control over the NFL and their franchises yeah. that if this was the NBA, yeah. She, because I'm telling, like I said before, if the N- NBA All Star team from East and West all decide to not to play, yeah, the NBA would suffer. Yeah, NFL that happens. But see, the difference between the NFL and the NBA is, I feel like the NBA, it's more about the player. Yeah, right. Yeah, you like, see their face, you see their face, their brand. You know LeBron. Yeah. You know, you know LeBron Harden, made you know his beard. Yeah. yeah. With with football, you've got the helmet. There's there's very very few players that if yeah. you saw them on the street, you know who they were. Yeah, like and, and it's just that's the way the sport is. It's mm-hmm. it's that's why the contracts aren't guaranteed. Yeah. That's why yeah. they can, you know, cut a guy who had a five year contract after year two. Mm-hmm. That's what I'm saying. That's that I, they, they have so much more power. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's savage. so much more power. It's 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 really sad because yeah. you know they can literally control their players and yeah. you know. And there's a new bargaining agreement coming up next year, right? I, I think it's coming up yeah. here shortly. Yeah. Um, but to, what, uh, to say they just want more guaranteed money? I mean, like I think I, they re- renegotiating the contract in regards to the, the deal between the players' association and the owners, like the NBA did. The NBA has yeah. a great kind they of deal. A sensational deal. You so it, I mean? it's based on like how much revenue the owners get, how much the players get, that yeah. sort of thing. Okay. Yeah. And I think the players do want guaranteed money. Yeah. I mean, they definitely should it deserve it, 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 any sport in the freaking world. You, it's it crazy. Blows my I mean, mind. Why would you sign that contract? Yeah, Giancarlo Stanton. He is uh, a baseball player with the Miami Marlins. He's rumored to be a, a trade potential this year in the oh, offseason. Are you kidding me? I and know he's owed $292 million on his contract. Hey, because but he in baseball, earned $292 yeah, <laughs> Because in baseball, it's all guaranteed. Yep. Right? So an NFL team could just cut ties, don't pay him a dime. Yeah. And, and that's it. Stanton's going to get paid whether he's with the Marlins or not. God. Unless he gets. tries to renegotiate his contract <laughs> hey, and get hey, more. Hey, hey, hey. Giancarlo? He okay. can ball. <laughs> All right. Hey, pay that man. There was an ad, I think, in like 98, 99. It was a Nike ad, and it said, Chicks dig the long ball. Like, <laughs> I, yeah, hey, he crushes. 
crushes her. <laughs> oh man, that's crazy. That's crazy, man. So, so going back to the kneeling thing. Yeah. Because we asked Luke about this. From your friends, obviously, you have friends. Maybe you don't agree with, but you you have friends who have dissenting opinions about the kneeling situation. What are some of the biggest hurdles for them with the kneeling? What do you think is like the biggest narrative that's trapped in their mind? And is it like the flag? When they're seeing the, the kneeling protest? situation. Yeah, so I think... I have a few friends that are adamantly opposed to it. Yeah. They think that it's completely disrespectful mm-hmm. to the U.S. flag, to the military. Um, and, and then I have a lot of friends, some that are veterans, mm-hmm. that say, look, I fought for his right to kneel at a game. And then I have other friends, kind of like me, that believe, okay, maybe you disagree with somebody. Yeah. Like me personally. I think I think actually in uh, 2015 or 16, Barack Obama was asked about this. Yeah. And he said that, you know, it bothers him that players kneel, mm-hmm. but at the same time, that makes him think, how can I hear what that person is struggling with? That's real. Mm-hmm. How can I hear their side? How can we work together to wrong or make, make a right? Mm-hmm. So I, I think that's a great perspective. And yeah. I think, you know, I want to learn more. I want to learn why you know Kaepernick is you know spending a million dollars you know uh, to raise money for awareness mm-hmm. I, I want to know what he's doing because I mean I grew up in the woodlands yeah. north of town I grew I, I live downtown Houston yeah. I, I don't experience all those things on a daily basis that's real. my life's different than you know what what Kaepernick's experience and I think the thing that bothers me the most is when people say um you know these are multi-millionaires they should just be grateful they're getting paid yeah mm-hmm. The company that I work for, we have a huge diversity and inclusion initiative. Mm. So as a company, we believe that in order for the business to be the most successful, yeah, you have to bring your true self to work. That's real. Right? And so if you're straight, gay, uh, or if you're white, black, mm-hmm. yellow, it, it doesn't matter. Yeah. If you feel comfortable enough to share your opinions and your thoughts, yeah. then it's going to impact our bottom line. Eventually, you're going to be more effective as an employee. That's real. And I think th- I don't know why you have to differentiate that mm-hmm. between your corporate life and the NFL. Because at the same day, if, if I'm hiding who I am as an athlete, am I going to be as effective on the field? Mm. Am I going to have other things running through my mind? I I don't know. I, I think you know w- when we also talk among friends, if if I know you're struggling with something, like a relationship, mm-hmm. then I can be there and support you, right? And I I think that the problem that I have with some of my friends is just people who refuse to hear that other side. That's real. And then also the people who have such strong opinions, and which I think are right, mm-hmm. that go on and attack people as mm-hmm. a result. Mm-hmm. So I, you know, I, my belief is they can do whatever they want. Yeah. Let's have the conversation. Let's figure out what's wrong. Yeah. But don't demean anyone as a result of it. That's real. And, and that, that's what's happening, I mm-hmm. think, on both sides. It, it, it's very tense. Um, and it's kind of funny. I was having this conversation with my dad, and he was he was telling me we were actually heading to uh, 
game one of the American League Division Series between the Astros and the Red Sox. We were in an Uber heading to downtown. Mm. A few weeks ago, he had told me, uh, you know, that he wasn't going to watch the NFL anymore because of the kneeling. I was mm. like, okay, one, that's a lie. And then he, he swore by it. And then when we were driving to the game, he was like, did you see Deshaun Watson last, last week? And I was like, yeah, he did pretty good. And then I asked him, I was like, so I, th- I thought you weren't watching anymore. Yeah. And so I think there's a little bit of, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. of, of that going on. But have conversations with people. That's real. That's how you solve things. That's how you get to know people. You know, as Trump wants to say, that's actually how you make America great. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Is not shutting people up, not suppressing the voice. Hear all voices. That's real. Mm. That's just my thought. Mm. Wow. Yeah, no, nah, man, I, I totally agree with everything that you said. I think that's one thing I've seen, not just on the show with just the guys in the house with the guys, but just in life, that the ability, the inability to hear a dissenting voice from your own and the inability to even give somebody a moment of your time to ask, whom, why do you feel this way? Why do you think this way? Why are you doing what you're doing? Without that ability, there is no way for true reconciliation or brotherhood to exist in this country. Yeah. Like when I was a teacher, the biggest thing that I've learned was when a student was upset with you or you dis- or you and a student were having an issue, the only way to move forward in your classroom without this kid being a child of hell every day <laughs> for the next 365 days is for you to go and have a conversation be like, dude, why were you so mad? Or sweetheart, why did you do this? And that's the only way forward. Because if you didn't have that conversation with that kid, it just gets worse. It gets worse. And it will get worse. And it will be hell for you and for them every day. You will hate each other. But literally one conversation can change everything. Well, I just exactly the way you guys open the show. Yeah. You know, with, with granted, it's it's not kneeling. It's, it's dating, you know, and we all have struggles and relationships. But talking about it. Yeah. That's how you improve. Yeah. Right? If you, if you just stay silent and don't say anything. That's then real. You start to build up tension, anger, that sort of thing. And then it just gets worse. That's I real. mean, it's... It's not just sports. It's not just relationships. It's everything in life. Like, have a conversation. Have That's an real. open dialogue. That's real. Yeah, like, have a conversation. Like, why did you steal from the Louis Vuitton store? <laughs> <laughs> We're going to get there. 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 Don't, 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 don't get me started prematurely. She's <laughs> twice already. But, yeah, no, that's real. That's real, man. I, and... and Man, honestly, we'll never stop watching the NFL. Yeah, <laughs> so, I, I, yeah, I, 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 I never. Yeah. I don't know what can happen, <laughs> but that make me stop watching it. Never. Yeah. <laughs> um, but I, it does. It does hurt me that man. Like, because this guy has beliefs. Not, and it's certain things I understand. If Colin Kaepernick was like. I hate America. I want everybody in America to die. And like, I want, yeah, I get that. Yeah, like, I'd be like, oh, shut him up. Yeah, bro. yeah, yeah. We, we understand that. Yeah. But all he's like, all he's doing is kneeling and saying he was not perfect. Because we we talked about this on the show previously. Yeah, he, was, he did not do it perfectly. The Fidel Castro shirt and the pig socks—they're just—he did things wrong. We yeah. all agree to Come that. Come on now. Um, but he as a whatever your old man is trying his best to figure things out in life and have a personal opinion on something that's very near and dear to him. It doesn't matter when it became near or dear to him. People are like, oh, he's just now mad. Does it matter? Some people right now are not angry about, what's the issue that people care about 
in America? Which one? Uh-huh. <laughs> Something that like group a lot of people together care about. Let's say poverty. Let's just yeah, say poverty. Yeah. Some people right now don't care about poverty, but something's going to happen to them tomorrow to cause them to really be concerned about poverty, especially with children. So when he cares about it tomorrow, are we saying, oh, he, he just now caring about it. It doesn't really count. It's, it's when it impacts you. Yeah. That's when it makes it real. I mean, we live in Houston. Two and a half months ago, Hurricane Harvey hit the city. That's right? real. Uh, in the last three to four years, we've had four major floods in the city. Mm-hmm. It hasn't personally affected me until Hurricane Harvey. That's real. Like my parents took two feet of water in their house up at the Woodlands. And Dang. so I, I had seen all these images on TV of people losing their homes, that sort of thing. And it didn't hit me until I got a text message from my dad saying, we're leaving the house. Mm. And, you know, there, there's water coming up. It's expected to flood in the next few hours. Wow. And then you actually see the struggles that they're going with. Mm. It impacts you a little bit more. And so now I understand what the other 400,000 homeowners here in Houston are going through that, you know, lost their homes or maybe it's 40,000. I'm terrible at stats. Yeah. But it, it, it makes it more real when you experience something. That's real. And so, you know, Kaepernick, if his friends, his family himself experienced yeah. something, it makes it real for him. That's real. I hear you. Man, it was only so easy for everybody to have this I conversation. Wish. I wish. <laughs> See, you know what we need to do is yeah. we just need to bring Bob McNair, Colin Kaepernick, into the studio. Oh, my goodness gracious. Get them to have a conversation. <laughs> I love <Dang>. it. <laughs> Lord. <laughs> that would be amazing. That'd be sick, man. It's unfortunate that that's such a pipe dream because it's literally one conversation away from this issue being solved. But, and I, I, I wonder, too, if... I've heard speculation that they want to set up a meeting. Yeah. Like, both of them are powerful guys, right? Yeah. They have... McNair's got a lot of money. Of course. Kaepernick's got a lot of, you know, followers. He's got uh, very strong opinions. Mm-hmm. Are their egos going to be able to even want mm-hmm. to talk to each other? That's, that's the, the hardest part. I think, mm-hmm. I think when you've got that guard and that wall up, mm-hmm. that's when you don't get things accomplished, right? Mm-hmm. You've got to be able to come in with an open mind, that's not real. with your mind made up. I hear you. <laughs> yeah. But I think I just I think conversations like these are still happening yes, and will real. continue to happen. Uh the way Kyle Kaepernick is, um, always in the news, always in the media, is it's allowing, you know, more airtime for these situations to really cure themselves and have these conversations. So don't get discouraged. Don't, I'm not discouraged. I'm <laughs> cool. Don't get discouraged. And also, you know? if, if, if you're tired of the NFL, there's some great college football. Duh. Oh, yeah. yeah, college yeah, football yeah, 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 yeah. 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 So just, I don't know. The playoffs are around the corner. It should be exciting. Just don't get discouraged. And if you're tired of college football, bas- NBA <laughs> has some great drama going on. Big baller brand. <laughs> and with that being said, let's transition to the big baller brand. What are your thoughts on my man, LeVar Ball? Oh, man. I... Here we go. I think he's just obnoxious, as obnoxious as Trump. Oh wow! Ooh. But he, he's not as he's not as insensitive as, as Trump. I think I think Trump's okay. an asshole. Yeah. I think Lavar's an asshole, but I think he's a lesser asshole. Okay. <laughs> so it's like asshole here. Like, he's like right here. I'm getting the camera. I, I like so a few, asshole. Yeah. Is I like I like a few things about him. Okay. Gotcha. I love that he supports his kids. Yeah, I love real. that he wants his kids to be the best. Yeah. Right. I don't have problems with him saying you know his kid is just as great as Steph Curry. It's I have a not problem. true. <laughs> not true. But you know, definitely sure. not true. Parents are supposed to support you, right? Yeah. 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 I have an issue with him, like just ripping other people that 
have a different opinion from him, mm. right? And that just circles back to what we just spoke about. Like, yeah. he was on uh, Colin Cowherd uh, this oh, summer, yeah. and yeah. he had a little Christine with Christine Leahy. Christine Leahy, yeah. yeah. I mean, he told her to stay in her lane. Like, <laughs> he he's sexist. It, mm. It's he's misogynistic. I I I don't. You think that was misogynistic? I think so. I mean, he was completely disrespecting her. Like he was. If that was cowherd, he wouldn't have said that to her. Oh, so you feel like because she was a woman, you feel like that's what yeah, caused him? I, think I so. don't think so, but that's just interesting. But, but we see what happened with the uh, you know the Adidas basketball tournament. What was in August? Yeah, yeah, some yeah. AAU yeah. tournament where yeah. he complained about a, a female official yeah. and forced Adidas to remove that official. Yeah, yeah, and, and so. Those are things that I don't like. Yeah. And again, I don't want to compare him to Trump because I yeah. think that's a different atrocity in itself. Yeah. <laughs> but I, I, I like that he supports his family. I like that he supports his kids. I don't have an issue with big baller brands. Okay. You know, I, I don't. If he wants to create his own shoe company, that's great. I'm all about you know entrepreneurial success. Yeah, that's like real. Capitalism, free market. If you can make it happen and you have the willpower and you can actually make it happen, do mm. it. That's great. That's real. But I don't like you know the first game that he played. Uh, Lonzo played this yeah. year. You know, he got shut down by Pat Beverly. Yeah, and it's Pat Beverly, Pat yeah. Beverly, like first team All NBA defense. Yeah, supposed to happen. And Lavar, he just completely disrespects him after the game. Like I don't even know who that is. I, I mean, did, I thought he said that before the game. I think it was. I think it was post game because Beverly made the remarks, essentially saying, "You know, we're all coming for you, Lonzo, because of your dad." Mm, I remember and those remarks. I don't know if if I'm Lonzo, I'm I'm in my first year in the NBA. I'm struggling, and, yeah. and you know I'm shooting 29% from the field, 22% from the three point line, 53% from the free throw. <laughs> yeah, and, and last year, like last year in college, those again. numbers are, those numbers are terrible compared to what he did in college. And I know there's an adjustment between yeah, yeah, yeah. you know UCLA and, Put the ball and in the hole. Lakers. But I hit it. Put the ball <laughs> in the hole. Come on, it's, yeah, it's yeah. not that. Yeah, you shouldn't you shouldn't regress that much, yeah. and I, I think part of it is just the added pressure from his dad. You think so? I know so. I, I agree with yeah, you. Yeah, I mean, I, I think he's he's polarizing. Obviously, yeah. um, I enjoyed kind of hearing his you know rhetoric when it first started. Yeah, but then when like Fox and ESPN just started putting him on air every you know five minutes. Yeah, yeah, it got old. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. that was the same thing. With Trump, like yeah. when when Fox News put him on air all the time, yeah, it gave him more of a platform, yeah. And if you give loudmouths like that a platform, mm. I don't know. I don't know that any good can come from it. So you like Lonzo? I I think he's a good player. Yeah, I think he's got great size, yeah. great skill. I mean, we we saw what he did at UCLA last yeah. year. I mean, I didn't like his dad's remark saying that you know there were too many. What was it? white guys on the team that, you know, that, that caused them from going to the, uh, he did say something stupid like that. Yeah. It was too many white guys on the team that caused, cost them a national championship. It's like, mm -hmm. okay, well, you know, you actually, your son got outplayed, yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. you know, in, in the NCAA tournament, like it, it's okay. Yeah. Like you, you can't just push blame when your son doesn't succeed, but That's real. I think he's got a lot of pressure on him. Lonzo. I mean, his dad speaking up and saying that he would not go to Boston with the, you know, with the, with the number one pick. I, isn't that what Eli Manning's parents did? Yeah, he was. Uh, so Philip Rivers was a, was originally drafted by the Giants. Yeah, Eli was originally drafted by San Diego. Yeah, and there was a trade on yeah. trade day. I don't know. I think L.A. is. I think he needs a change of scenery, mm. right? I mean, he's he's grown up there. He's had so much pressure as a UCLA college athlete. He's got a ton of pressure on a young Lakers team. Yeah, who needs to find success. Yeah. 
and he's in a media market in which there was going to be a lot more pressure. Because, yeah. like, for example, you go to Oklahoma City, you go to Houston, the media is not as harsh as, yeah. like, in New York, Boston, or L.A., right? That's real. I don't know. I, I think it's tough on him. And yeah. it, he's going to have a, a tough year, but it's all about how you bounce back. That's real. You know, I'm a... Go ahead, player. I'm a, I'm a big, for. big, big, big baller brand Did guy. you buy the shoes? Um, I don't have the money. <laughs> but if I did have the money, I would have bought the shoes. You definitely so would you buy those over Jordans? I would never buy Michael Jordan shoe a day in my life. Really? I'll never give him a dime. But you would buy big baller brand shoes? For the purpose of jump-starting a company that I truly believe in because I like, I like LeVar Ball. I like LeVar Ball a lot because... In my life, there's two kinds of people. There's people that go too far yeah. and people that don't go far enough. I am, as you know, I go too far. But no one ever gets criticized for not going far enough, for playing it too safe. But Nobody everyone, knows who they are. Huh? No one knows, knows who they are. are. Yeah, but right. everybody demonizes the person that goes too far. But it's a person that goes too far that really causes change in society. So I, I look at everybody and so say, everyone's going to have a demon. And that demon of going of doing too much is you're gonna to say too too many bad things, you're gonna to make too many mistakes, and you can go out of line too many times. And I'm okay with that. So Lavar, I I I I love you really put things into perspective. I agree with all those things, and I can honestly say those are wrong. What he did in those situations, but I like that because especially in the African American community, there's so many complaints about the lack of fathers there. Yeah. The lack of fathers, all they do, every, I've got, I've seen every single NFL draft since 2004 when I started really getting into football. It's just a player and their mom. It's a player and a freaking mom. Every single E60 story is mom struggling. Raised by my grandma. Deshaun Watson, we saw that this year with the NFL Every story. And then you finally have a story of a father who was there from the very beginning, passionately loving his wife, passionately there for his kids. His kids love him. Yeah, he talks too much, but at least he's talking. And he's prideful. I mean, of course. If, if our parents are prideful about us, that, yeah. that makes, I mean, if, when you have support from somebody, that helps so much. I, I think it's just the distractions that kind of make it more challenging. And, and that, that's, yeah. You got to work through that. And you got to work through that. And so with, with LeVar, I love the mentality LeVar has. And I, and I may use this illustration and probably will lose 90% of our audience, so I might not use it. But Le, LeVar's strategy is this. Basketball is not pressure. Running the country is pressure. Being in the military is pressure. Anything basketball-related, that shouldn't be pressure to you. And even if it is pressure for you, I want my son to experience the greatest pressure at all times so that no matter what pressure situation he's in, he's level-headed. That's what I love about Lonzo. No matter what the situation is, Lonzo's the same Lonzo. You know what I mean? When he's doing bad, you can't. You look at his face, you can't even tell. He's doing good, you can't tell. He is literally poised through it all. And I love that about him because I feel like that's what happens when you live under so much intense pressure, you get used to it. I also really like that right after the NBA draft, or maybe it was right before the NBA draft, he did an ad with Foot Locker. And mm. it was all these NBA prospects that were about to be drafted, you know, wishing their dad a happy father. Oh, yeah, I remember that. Right? I remember that. And, and, you know, they're all saying, you know, thanks for taking me to the court. You know, just, yeah. just things that you would typically hear about a father, you know, being there to support. And uh, Lonzo said something like, you know, thanks for berating my high school coach. Told <laughs> him that, you know, he wasn't good enough, that sort of thing. Yeah. Like, I, I totally get that mm-hmm. like i i think it's great to have that support and and i love that lonzo 
does seem chill. He yeah. seems cool under pressure. Yeah. He's self-aware of yeah. what everyone else thinks, especially in the league. Yeah. Like, he probably hears that from fans, you yeah. know, at games. And I, I don't know. It, it's it's interesting. I mean, yeah. I don't I don't I can't think of another sports figure, yeah. sports parent, yeah. I guess, that has gotten this much attention. I know I know Venus and Serena, you know, when they first started, yeah. their father mm. was there. Yeah. Uh, Tiger Woods, his father. But the in Jackson terms of family. But, <laughs> but, but in terms of like great having such a polarizing yeah. viewpoint. I I can't think of anyone else like LeVar. Mm. Nah, it's fun. It's fun. And and my thing is, Lonzo Ball right now, in my opinion, creates, and feel free to jump in whenever. Lonzo Ball is playing terribly. Yeah. We can't deny that. Off, um, offensively scoring, playing terribly. Assists, rebounds, defensively. For a rookie, he's not half bad. If you look at his numbers and you watch him play. I'm looking at Lonzo. Lonzo's playing his absolute worst right now. If Lonzo can literally, let's say he's playing at 40% right now. If he can get to 80%, He's gonna be dangerous in this league. Mm-hmm. Cause right now his team loves him, man. His team loves him. Everyone loves him. The Lakers organization loves him, and he's not doing well. So my thing with Lonzo is though he's not doing, um, though he's not scoring well offensively, but as an intangible, the tangibles of leadership, he's killing the, that department, and his teammates love him. I am content with that because I feel like you can always teach someone how to score. Like freaking Blake Griffin, Griffin where do you get that jump shot from? <laughs> where do you get it that three-point shot? You know what I mean? There's a guy, I want to give two examples here. So, yeah. so Lonzo's what, averaging like nine, six, and seven, I think. Yeah. Offensively struggling. There's a guy, Quincy Acey, who I believe plays with uh, Brooklyn. He was a Baylor uh, basketball player. He was like mm-hmm. a four-star recruit out of Mesquite Horn. Yep. All he could do was dunk. Yeah. That's all he can do. Like he couldn't yeah. shoot free throws. He couldn't shoot three. Yeah. And, and he was drafted in the set. He worked his ass off yeah. in college. Ended up getting drafted in the second round, which typically people flame out. Yeah. Yep. He's in his fifth year in the league right now. And mm. it's because he's worked. He's yeah. worked. He's worked. I like AC a lot. Lonzo has far more talent than AC will ever have. Mm-hmm. Right? I mean, he's, he's such a dynamic player, size, speed, uh, you know, awareness, great defensive player mm-hmm. he's going to get better yeah and i think like you mentioned i think it's great that the city his players uh, not his players his teammates and uh, you know the coach coaching staff still believe in him mm-hmm. we saw something very very similar last year in houston mm. with a, uh, a baseball player alex bregman mm. when he was called up i think he was something like one for 32 mm. Woo! And, you know, this is after he had torn it up in double-A, triple-A, that sort of thing. So one for 32, that is terrible. Mm. And a lot of people at that point were saying that the Astros needed to send him down back to the minor leagues, back to Fresno. But A.J. Hench, their manager, said, no, I believe in him. Yeah. He just needs to work through this. Yeah. Like, it, it's a new new site, new environment. Mm-hmm. Just give him time to work through this, yeah. and he'll it'll pay off in the long run. Mm-hmm. What did he do in the World Series? Should be one game six for yeah. game five. What did he do in the playoffs? I mean, he he hit two home runs off, off of Chris Sale. Yep. He had uh, you know, a, I can't remember the closer for the, for the Dodgers. My it's, it's oh, all uh, blur. Hanley Jen- yeah, uh, Jenkins. Yeah, Jeans Hanley Jenkins. But like Kenley Jenkins. But yes. you got to believe in those young guys. Yeah. And then when you have that support network, yeah, they are built for success. It's yeah. when it's when people give up on them. Yeah. So Chris. You you're you're a big basketball guy. You've seen bus come and go for many many generations. Many, many generations. Darko, <laughs> Odin. Um, 
my question to you is right now from what you've seen, what is your assessment of my man Lonzo Ball? I mean, he's playing bad. Yes. <laughs> Off top. He's definitely playing bad. Um, like I said, I also think it's a it's an identity issue. Mm. I think uh he's 20. Yes. I didn't know who Christopher Jordan Beagle was at age 20. So yeah. I'm sure he doesn't know who he is right now. Okay. Um, it's always been around his family, mm -hmm. always, you know, been under his father's wing, always been around his brothers. Mm -hmm. and, you know, now that's changed. Yeah. Now he is the face of a franchise. Yeah. And he has pressure on him. Yeah. And, and he's not living up to expectations right now. Mm -hmm. um, but my whole thing is, if you look at some of the greats, yeah, you know, it, he gets most compared to Jason Kidd. Yeah. They put they was interviewing Jason Kidd. I didn't watch the interview, but I saw the stats. Jason Kidd had like probably a one or two more points after his first eleven games. Yeah, uh, the same amount of the same amount of rebounds and field goal percentage probably like ten percent better. Yeah. so not that much of a difference yeah. from his first eleven games um, as to Lonzo Ball was. So I think it's it's definitely it's, there's there's hope. Yeah. And you got to have patience, and you do have to let him grow. So I don't think he's a bust. Yeah. Uh, I don't think he's Massey Johnson. I don't think he's Russell Westbrook. Of course um, not. I think he will be a solid general floor manager for like the Ricky Lakers. Rubio. I mean, he, I think he's gonna be better than Rubio. Okay. That's, uh, that's all you need. I yeah. Mean, I mean, that's all you need. But he'll be better than that. that that's the thing. Is like I think in the in the NBA, everyone thinks that you know, in order to be good, you've got to be you know, your James Harden, your Steph Curry. Yeah. Of, you yeah. don't have to. You be, don't have I to. I mean, yeah. you can have a you know, 10, 15 year career in the NBA. Yeah. By being you know a solid role player. I mean, yeah, like, that's real. You know, like Trevor Reza for the Rockets. I yeah. mean, he's going to work it out. Yeah. He's got too much talent for it not to work yeah. out. Exactly. We, we saw what he did in the summer league. Yeah. He, he looked good in the summer league. Yeah. One MVP. Of the summer league. Yeah. Just give it time. And that's what makes me mad about people because because I'm afraid because I, I've seen busts come and go. You know, I'll never forget the biggest bust in my opinion. One of the biggest busts was do you remember Vernon Golson from Ohio State? I don't. So Vernon <laughs> Golson was the defensive end from Ohio State, one of the first round draft picks by the New York Jets. After the first yes. yeah, okay. after the first six games, he had zero tackles. Starting <laughs> defensive end for an NFL team with zero tackles, not even an assisted tackle. Bustopotamus. Bustopotamus. So I've seen bus. I'm not as big. I know oh. the biggest bus. Hold on, I, I try to remember his name. Yeah, I mean, he wasn't the biggest bus. I mean, we were talking before. Yeah. Before we started recording about Jared Goff out in L.A. Oh yeah. Like, like oh, how, like how I love he it. was. He was a bust for the Rams. Everyone thought that last year. Yeah. And now he's just completely turned around that franchise. Six and two on the year. Yeah. Probably going to be seven and two by the time you're listening to this. We assume the Texans are going to be losing this weekend. Of course. Uh, <laughs> Just give it time. I mean, yeah. I don't think you can tell anything after year one. And that's the biggest thing for me is like everyone, like Lonzo Ball. I'm looking at Lonzo and Chris, correct me if I'm wrong. I don't, when I see bus, I usually see injury plagued. Um, no offense. He's not, I wouldn't say he's a bus, but he's kind of a bus to, to do this potential Grant Hill. Yeah. I see injury play Grant Hills correct. or I see lazy, um, what's his, is it Greg Oden? Is that his name? Yeah. Yeah. I see the lazy Greg Odens who just, I've always had talent. I get, well, he, well technically he's injury plagued, so I wouldn't do him dirty like that. But I see the people who always have talent, but they don't have that, that Mamba mentality of, in regards to work ethic. Chris, do you, I feel like Lonzo has that work ethic mentality. I feel like he has it. Yes. But you were, we were talking to the house. You said he, he can't be trained by his dad. Yeah, he has, to, he has to leave yeah. that family. I think he, has to, he needs a new scenery. He yeah. has to leave 
his dad, his dad cannot be his main trainer anymore. Yeah. He cannot really be working out with his brothers anymore. Because I think it's like I said, he needs to build up his own identity yeah. and business his own now. company. Yeah, it's a business. That's why it's a business now. Yeah. And like he's not gonna be an Anthony Bennett. Now Anthony Bennett is back on bus. <laughs> that was the first pick <laughs> back what draft this was. Oh my God. Back in 2013, 2014, that was probably man, the biggest. Where'd he mistake. go? He went to the Cavs. Oh yeah! Oh yeah! 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 yeah. Anthony Bennett is a bust. You, you Where's he at look, now? Like, nowhere. <laughs> look, look up his uh, his highlights. There are not. <laughs> tell you that right now. Anthony, he's not Anthony Bennett. So, yeah. I, like I said, I think, I think it's it's going it's going to get better with time. I mean, yeah. we have seen him have a good game against against Phoenix when he averaged twenty nine, eleven and nine, something like that. Yeah. So, I mean, it's there. If yeah. he's the best player on the team, yeah. that team will struggle. Yes. he's not. He should not be the best player. Yeah. Um, but if he can, if he's the third best, that team should be great. Yes, you know. Yes. Uh, he he has. The potential. I think he definitely needs confidence, especially in attacking. Yeah. Lord Jesus Christ. Gosh, if, so you know, passive. he 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 can't shoot right now. He can't. The daggum crooked <laughs> bull crap shot he has, it's, it's not going in. Yeah. So he has to understand it's just simple basketball. If you attack yeah. and you go by your man yeah. and you continue to score like that, yeah. people are gonna help defense. Yeah. You help real. defense, the shooters are gonna get open. Yeah. Cutters are going to cut. Yeah. If the game is gonna get a lot easier and a lot simple for him. I think he has to understand that. Yeah. But you know the Lakers. If you see him play, he passed the ball and goes to the corner and just yeah, stands no, and watch. And I'm like Magic that. Johnson. You know, like what's up? Yeah, you, you can get away with that in college. Yeah, you can get yeah. away from it. Not, you in, cannot, not in the no, league. Yeah. No, like like and and I think they understand that they their best offense is fast break. Yeah, off time. Yeah, yeah. If they if they can get a rebound, if Alonso can get a rebound, they run. That's yeah. easy money yeah. all the time. I don't know what their transition stats are, but I'm sure it's high. Yeah, they're anytime they're in the half court offense. And they'll run into a random play for Brandon Ingram, which is probably an ISO play. Yeah. Or Casey uh, KCP, if it probably be another jack of three, he's gonna yeah. shoot. And then the other offense is Jordan Carlson off the bench. Yeah. And that's it. Yeah. Cause they ain't got no bigs. No, they Larry don't. ain't scoring unless it's a tip dunk. And he's hurt. You know, and he's hurt. Yeah. Julius Randle think he's LeBron. <laughs> like, <laughs> he's playing great though. He's, he's, he's playing, playing sensationally <laughs> off the bench. But I think he's playing with a chip on his shoulder, yeah. which is good. He yeah. needs to be in that role. I understand. That's real. That's where he's going to be at. That's and real. He can maximize, and he can get big money off of that if he uh, if he continues. Hope he doesn't role. leave. Yeah. Yeah. He, hope I, he, I heard he's I heard he's wanting to leave. I heard he's not happy. Say, like, he thinking LeBron. That's, he's not. He's not Blake Griffin. Blake <laughs> Griffin ate him alive. God. <laughs> oh my God. Oh man. But now I agree with you. And I think I, I really believe this offseason, when you get Brandon Ingram working with him, when you get Kyle Kuzman working together, I feel like those three working together in the offseason. And I'm telling they you right now. They should be the next big three. I'm telling you right now. They should be the next big three. Magic really needs to get Porzingis, bro. <laughs> Porzingis. If, if Magic can work his so, magic. So. Good. Yeah, oh you, he's got to lose everything, though. They have to give up everybody. It's, it's amazing how much young talent there is in the NBA right yeah. now. Yeah. I mean, you've got the Greek freak. You've got oh, Anthony oh, Kupo is, is about to take over. Yeah, yeah I know that yeah. right I, now. I, is he the next LeBron? Like, in terms uh, yes, of. Yes, I, I said the Rockets should trade, trade away Harden and CP3 today. Because I <laughs> you think Harden's going to uh, win a championship for us? I see. Hell no. no. <laughs> because because, what, because right? of what the Warriors have, right? That's, I, yeah. I'm, even with that, I just think his it's such leadership. A narrow, it's such a narrow window. Also, but I think his leadership and 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 uh, and his ability under big pressure just ha- I just haven't seen it. I mean, we saw what happened against the Spurs. Exactly. He just so I'm didn't just show like, up, and it looked like he was up. injured or something. So I'm just like, you know, 
it's fun now. They're yeah. winning. They're smacking threes all over everybody. But when we get to the playoff, I need to know that you're going to be there. Yeah. I want a 23-year-old <laughs> <laughs> assassin. And I'm telling you, in, in the next two years, he's going to take over the league. And he, yes, he is the next LeBron. You can't st- if you're going to have a shot, you can't stop him. Yeah. He's so much fun to watch. He, yeah. can't, he averages, what, 31 a game right now? That's ridiculous, What are you going to do? That's ridiculous. <laughs> Yeah, man, I, I I got faith in the Lakers, man. I like the organization. I like Magic. I, they're fun to watch. Yeah. If you watch the Lakers, they are fun. They're, they're fun and frustrating to watch. They're though. fun and frustrating. They had those dry spells of just uh, zero for 17 for the field goal for the past eight minutes. You know what I yeah, mean? Like, like these terrible I never dry watched spells. so many Lakers games in my life. I know. Because <laughs> of how I feel. So, I know. I, I want to ask you a quick question. Yeah. Here we go. With, with – Leandro Bong getting arrested. Oh God, in China. we even talk about this. With, with with him getting arrested in China, does does that sort of is a setup? Is a setup? I mean, they, they say they have video evidence. Let me tell I you what happened. But but I, just with this whole situation, okay. does that change the way Lavar sort of handles things? Okay. In the long run. Yes, I think it does. Okay, go ahead. I personally why? think he's uh, um, it's time for him to take a backseat and just be a parent, a parent, a quiet parent, mm-hmm. and you know, and and stay out. The uh the spotlight because I think I think his his definitely his biggest marketing tool for his brand is himself right and whatever he says in, in the interviews yada 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 um but I don't think that can only last you so far I think we've reached the climax of that and now it's just annoying at this point his sons has to start playing basketball and start being the players that you said they will be yeah um especially when you have a son you know like Lamelo um. I mean, he's he's still he's sixteen, still in high school. You know, you still have to, you know, be a parent to him into a into manhood because you know he's sixteen with a Lamborghini. Me with a Lamborghini at sixteen, you would not be able to tell me nothing. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I would probably wrecked it. <laughs> I'm, I'm telling you. And then now you got another another son. I'm sure, like I said, I'm gonna paint the picture situation later. But you have to deal with that and uh, and see where his head at, and don't turn the family into a business. Mm. It should be big baller brand, my family, the balls. Like that should be separate. Yeah, you know, it's it's you can't treat your family like a business. I, that's why I say. But I also think what happened with uh, Jello is that um, that I think one of his teammates stole. They all was there. The people didn't know who stole. They all decided not to snitch. They all took him to jail. That's my story, and I'm sticking to it because it does not make sense for him to have a Ferrari and steal in China. Yeah, I agree with I agree with um Jordan 110%. And I could be totally wrong. Totally wrong. I'm I'm I open I'm, I'm open to it to being totally right. wrong and hundred percent miss. But without a shadow of a doubt, I truly believe that Leangelo Ball did not steal in China. Just wrong place, wrong time. Wrong place, wrong time. I really think so as well. Did you did you watch a reality show? No. Okay. We, we watch every episode. <laughs> <laughs> I think maybe one. Yeah. No, I, I enjoyed it. I enjoyed it. But, uh, but honestly, most people don't know Leangelo because he's, he's a middle child. But Leangelo literally is a middle child. He is quiet. Quiet. He is quiet. And I'm not going to lie to you. I love him to death. I love you, Leangelo. <laughs> he's a bit slower than the rest of them. It's a bit slower. Leangelo, he's not... He's like Lamelo is a is like his dad. He's like this crazy firecracker. Lonzo is if you think Lonzo was chill, yeah. Leangelo is chill. Wow, even more chill. You, wow. you understand? Chill. chill. <laughs> like I'm telling he, you, when he talk, like he's he is literally like, gosh, I, I want to disrespect him, man, but 
Leandro, please forgive me if you watch this. I love you, man. I hope I'm not being rude. He reminds me of Lenny from Lights of Mice and Men. Okay. He reminds me of him. Just this big, lovable, just uh, just carefree guy. That's who he reminds me of. He was not in China stealing in a from the Louis Vuitton store. What would he need from the Louis Vuitton store? It's just like if if you, you I'm telling you, watch one episode. I will send you an episode. Just watch one episode. Bear me that. And you will be like, huh. there's no way he stole from Louis. Like you just, just just the whole thing doesn't add up. It doesn't add it up. Doesn't it doesn't, it doesn't add up. Sense. First and foremost, his dad is in China with him. People don't know this. La, um Lavar and Lamella are in China with him doing a press tour for Big Baller brand. I did not know that. Yes, they're doing a press tour in China. And on top of that, they're recording. LeVar Le has season two of his TV reality show, and they're recording in China. So is it a publicity stunt for the, uh, the I TV don't, show? I, like, it's not. I think I, what, what I knew, what made me think he didn't didn't do the crime is when LeVar said it's not a big deal. Yeah. Like, yeah. I think, I think. And LeVar is a hard ass. I, Trust me. We've I, seen he, him. He's a hard he, ass. He's a hard ass. So People I'm, think he's lax. LeVar is a hard ass with his kids. Like, yeah. I'm when, just, I'm just, like, I'm just picturing my father. Yeah. If I would have stole something. Come on, man. My dad would not have said that on national television. Never. Right. My Never. Dad, right. Jesus Never. Christ. Never. <sighs> Never. <laughs> and, and, those, and those kids respect the crap out of him. They don't yeah. fear him. Yeah. They respect him. Because I, do. like, I, I. I fear my dad. <laughs> you know what I mean? But yeah. it's ultimately more, way more respect. Yeah. Um, so it, when, I, when I heard they say it's not a big deal, that made me seem like, okay, there's something missing to yeah, the story. Yeah, there's something missing. I'm telling he you. He must not have snitched. Yes, that's why, that's what it, it is. The, and then three to 10 years? That's for, insane. Are you kidding me that's right kidding now, me. bro? First but, of all, that don't mean, I, no, three to 10 years for stealing what? Yeah. At the same time, though, I mean, we saw what happened with, uh, what is it, Otto Wambier, the, uh, the, Former college student at University of Virginia. That was in North a, Korea. Yeah, he was Scott, in North Korea. He stole a sign. Ended up <laughs> dying over you. there. We don't. We don't know why he, he died. He died. Yeah, he, he was sent <laughs> back Korea, to the US bro. and he was brain dead. Holy crap! Yeah. Uh, he was I don't know in a prison camp for like eighteen months. That's North. Here's Korea. the thing: when you're in a communist country, don't touch nothing. Just just chill. <sighs> yes. Like. You don't need. To, you live in Los Angeles. Like, yeah. do you really need to be going to a Louis Vuitton or a Ferragamo when you have like Rodeo Drive yeah, right I, there? I, the only thing it, I can it really just—it makes—it just makes. It makes I'm not ever couldn't go with Jordan unless he's really just spoiled. That's the only thing that can but, really. Yeah. Just, but we we've watched maybe because I'm. But that was a long you, time ago was, though. That was before the season started. But what could have changed? Came. A lot. <laughs> you changed a lot from when you went to high school to college, right? But he just—he's not even in college yet. But he's he but he moves he is, in yeah. he moves in in the summer starts working yeah. out with his teammates he's he's experiencing new guys he didn't necessarily but hang with. I'm not I'm not I'm not I don't know anything about this case I don't yeah. make it seem I like know, I'm I know, like, but to me yeah. it's just like I've I've a lot of stories you just hear it right. and it doesn't add up like for example you probably are not familiar with the story I le- I literally heard about the story um t- um yesterday with Miko Grimes talking about Derek Carr did you hear about that yeah I heard it and like Miko Grimes is um Brent Grimes' yeah. wife she's a Big outspoken woman, and she was saying some terrible stuff about Derek Carr. Yeah, and she's just talking like it was facts. And I was just like, it just this does not add up. And it comes out her story was a complete farce. This story right here. Oh, it was it was, it was false. Yes. Why would she say some? Anyway. She, said, she said somebody. She said she never said it was true. She said someone told her that. But literally, if you listen to the interview, she said she said this like is, she knew. Yes. Anyway, we won't go. We won't go there. Attention seekers. I'm telling you, <laughs> Leangelo Ball. It makes zero sense for him to be stealing 
from the Louis Vuitton store. His dad just came up with a lot of money. His brother drives a Bugatti, what well, not Bugatti, Lamborghini. Lamborghini. His brother just signed a, other brothers just signed a multi-million dollar contract. What do you <laughs> gain? What do you gain? I'm just, I'm like serious, like what, like what could have caused him? Like I'm like if I'm a if if I'm a psychologist analyzing the situation, what could have caused him to want to steal? I'm telling tell you, the only thing that came up with me was just he just spoiled and riding and. Like, so I he changed. He changed that quickly. Spoiled. Hey, I mean, like I don't know. You own. You own. First of all, you at UCLA. Yeah. Ladies, ladies, ladies. Come on. All right. Even but though he had a girlfriend, I went. But he's that. not even. It's UCLA. He's not even USC. Anyway, <laughs> so you are, I give you that. I give you that. You, you drive a Ferrari at eighteen. Yeah. He's eighteen. Got to remember that. And yeah. you probably that man on like his. We don't. We don't know what it's be like to be that person. Yeah. On like in 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 everywhere you go. So it's just like I don't know. Some they said he stole be... from multiple stores. Did you read that? Oh, I, didn't know I did. Were... They it, said it, multiple it, it, stores. It, it was like a Louis Vuitton, a Ferragamo. I want to what say like a Fendi or something what? like that. They went, they, they went around like that. No one is three. That doesn't that years. doesn't make sense. <laughs> doesn't make sense. Like it's just like it doesn't make. Do we know? I what didn't know that. Even, do we even know what he stole? Has no, I don't. Yeah, I don't know anything. Allegedly stole. It just like I'm promising when this comes out. I'm gonna go in a rant. You can see it on Instagram, <laughs> Instagram rant because it just certain things. I hate when and I got so mad at all these all these sports shows bashing Leangelo, bashing Levar when all the facts have not come out yet. I'm like, are oh, you know they they was looking for stuff. I'm like, they it just disgusted me. But that that's part of our media. I mean, they jump to conclusions before everything's they out. They owe him but... an apology. <laughs> they owe him an apology. It's disgusting. But then what if it come back? They actually did though. Then what? I'll owe everybody an apology. <laughs> <laughs> It'll be a different rant. It'll yeah. be a different rant. I'll be like, it'll be an apology. But, but like, I've seen I, it I, all. I guess so. Overall, though, do you think it changes the way that Levar handles the big baller brand? His sons. Yeah, I think what I think if if Leangelo stole, then Levar has to really look inside and ask himself this question: Is what I'm doing positively benefiting my son? I think before. The the Lakers season started. Every the answer to that was yes. He had a TV show. It was a extremely positive show. I love absolutely like the Duck Dynasty kind of brand. It was such a positive family show. I loved it. He had a TV show. He had a son in the NBA. A son in college. One of his sons was the number seven recruit in the nation. Like his wife loved him. Like everybody, everything he was doing was being positive. But now. If everything that I'm doing is causing negativity and bad things to happen to me and my family, now you have to look internally and say, what am I doing that's con- contributing to this negativity? And I think if the if what happened with Leangelo is true, he needs to pull back. He needs to pull back because the big baller brand is going to take a really, really big hit. Because now you have a not good rookie. Yep. A kid who's going to be kicked off the team, so he's literally uh, um, is not going to be NBA prospect next year. Mm. He's going to be off the team, looking to play his rookie year in college somewhere. Hopefully, he doesn't take him to overseas in Europe. I think he might do that if yeah. he gets kicked off the team, go overseas to play. Maybe play in China. <laughs> you never know. <laughs> Probably going to be banned. <laughs> and then you know, Lamelo is going to. People don't know this or not. People are, who don't know sports, LaMelo Ball is going to be in the middle of a huge firestorm in a couple of years in regards to am- amateurism. A huge firestorm because of his shoes, because of what he's doing with the 
um, the TV show, because of all the stuff going on with, like, he's going to go through a huge firestorm. So I think, man, Lonzo, man, I'm sorry, LeVar really needs to ask himself that question because he is coming. Did they grow too fast? Did Big Baller Brand grow too fast for him to even want to step back? Mm, that's a great question because that's a beast. That's a huge beast. I definitely think his success was overnight. Yeah. It was amazing. Like, that, that house at the end of the season that they moved into – we was like, how the crap did they be able to afford that house in less than a year? Like, that house is huge. Like, it's literally the ball estate. Like, it is amazing. Um, and I definitely think that the growth and success can get in people's minds and heads. And, you know, it can get cloudy. And it's like, I live, I, I didn't have this lifestyle. Now I have this lifestyle. I don't want to go back. Right. You know, like, how can I continue to grow this and, and you know, see the vision come true? Mm. And I think I think it's hard, especially like just imagine yourself seeing something grow and you seeing like, man, my vision can actually happen. This can really come to pass. And then all of a sudden you have to relax and kind of stop cold turkey. It's crazy. It's an extension of you. Yeah. It's like, like, could you could you be like, I'm gonna hold off on, you know, what we're doing in yeah. my dreams for, you know, something else. That's or hard. Like, even though that's something else, it's family. You should go to your family. Yeah. But we're never, we've never been in that, in that situation before. Got to pay the bills. Yeah. Got to keep the lights on. Like I said, look I at the, look at this new house. This new house is crazy. The estate. It's, it's, it's I, wish, estate. I wish I had my iPhone in front of me. I'm, I'm trying to yeah. right now. Yeah, I'm it's, it's insane. It's, it's ridiculous. But it goes, I look at it like this. The fall of every country is what causes every, sorry, the fall of every empire is what causes every empire to grow, which is growth. Because what happens is eventually, as you continue to grow, you the 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 central location that you need to manage that led to your initial success, you lose grip on that location, and it causes a ripple effect and throughout his, the whole and empire. And his central location is family. Is his children? Off top, is his children. And the biggest issue is that it's so hard that when you're growing an organization to stop it. It's just so hard. Any man growing an empire to say, you know what, we're going to stop territorial expansion and focus inward. It is so flipping hard. And he probably passed that point already. Yeah. He's doing tours in China. Yeah. So I pray to God it isn't the case. But if it is the case, man, it's 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 unfortunate. Yeah. It's unfortunate because you're I mean, right. It definitely grew too fast. I mean, it's unfortunate just that he's being tied up with it, whether he's, you know, did it or didn't do it. Yeah. Like just the fact that he's associated with it, it's it's disappointing. I mean, you yeah. see a guy who's 18 years old, freshman year in college, yeah. being tied up in an international story. Yeah. This isn't just something that's on like FS1 or ESPN. Yeah, I mean, this CNN, is... CNN, USA Today, everywhere. And it, it doesn't help that all of the U.S. media is already over in, you know, China right now yeah. covering President Trump in his first visit. Gosh. So it's just... I don't know. I, I started this whole conversation with, you know, comparing LeVar and, and, and Trump, Trump, you know, and both being like loud mouth and now they're together. In the same well, country. we see a picture yeah. on Instagram of LeVar. Should, they should host, hold like a joint press conference. I, I don't know. Yeah, that would, the ratings would go through the roof. It would go through the roof. Oh, like, LeVar, well, Trump, not so bad. <laughs> oh, my gosh, man. Awesome, man. We... Really, really appreciate, it, man. This was an amazing conversation, man. Dude, I like, had a blast. This was Great. this was super fun. Yeah. You know, you you're you're inside your wisdom, man. You're definitely professional, guys. Please, please, please check out the Weekly Brew podcast, man. It's some really great conversation, man. Just open your mind, expand your opinion, expand yep, your yep. your worldview, man. This guy is doing a great work in this city, and we are so appreciate to having you on this show, man. 
Well, I appreciate you guys for for having me. We're definitely going to have to have you guys on a show coming up because well, I, I think you will uh, really enjoy uh, Jeremy and Hunter. And uh, we love I, it. Let's do it. If, if the conversation is anything like this, yeah. I, I think it's going to be great. That's awesome, man. So as I said at the beginning of the show, this is your boy Hafiz. It's Chris Star the show. Austin Staten. And we are the roommates, and you are listening to us on iTunes or SoundCloud. Make sure you share, share, share. Guys, continue to spread this conversation. Continue to let other people know where they can experience the best hour of their week, guys. We appreciate oh. you. And Jordan got a comment. I started Charlemagne's book, by the way. Oh, and remember, guys, we're going through Black Privilege. We weren't able to get in debt with it this week, but next week we're definitely going to get it. So make sure you sign up, guys, on Audible. That's audibletrial.com slash roommates. Sign Sign up, get the book, we're gonna have some great conversation, and we're out of here. Woo.